Welcome to the first episode of The Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks, from pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street, USA. On this episode, we're dishing on all things monorail bar hop. We'll let you know what it is, where to go, and what to order. Plus, we'll give you some of our top tips for completing this bar crawl. I'm Colin. I'm joined by my wife, Bella, and we are Millennials on Main Street. We are also joined by the one and only Bethany Vinton. Hello, everybody. Hi, Bethany. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Bella. Hello. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do it. All right, Bethany, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? I mean, are you drinking something that's on the monorail bar hop? I indeed am drinking something that's on the monorail bar hop. I did not theme my drink properly tonight because I am drinking a violet sake from uh, over in Epcot. But of course you are. It's my drink, though. But of course you are. Acceptable, but I feel like I should have themed it a little bit better. No, I, I did it for us. How about that? Correct. What us. what are you drinking at this point? I'm drinking, I think, and I'm I'm gonna safely I'm gonna come up with bold statements here and just say it's my favorite Disney cocktail. If you're drinking wow. your favorite Disney cocktail, I'll say I'm drinking my favorite Disney cocktail. It is the Sonoma Maple Bourbon, old fashioned from California Grill. So delicious. Here classic. for it. Classic. A classic. I am unfortunately not drinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I am drinking water. Uh, lots of it. Um, because I am pregnant. So, you know, I'm on my own journey over here. <laughs> no, no better time to talk about the monorail bar hop then than, uh, during yes. a pregnancy. <laughs> Correct. It's great to reminisce, you know, it remember is. a time when I could drink. Correct. <laughs> You'll be back to it again soon and it'll be good. Exactly. It's all worth it. <laughs> Strap on a baby, get on the monorail and hop exactly. around. Exactly. I, I will say you need to make her a good mocktail next week. I feel like that needs to happen. Yes, noted. Agreed. It will happen. It will because we'll talk mocktails in this episode too. Make a good mocktail for her next week. Yes, we'll do. <laughs> Wonderful, <laughs> love it. But we can preface this monorail bar up by saying that this was actually the last time that Bella drank in yeah. Disney was when we did this monorail bar hop together. Correct. Yeah, and this is the first time we met in person as well. Yes, was the monorail bar hop. Which is crazy to think about. It is. But there's no fitting way to start this than with the monorail bar hop because that was probably one of my top three memories that I've had at Disney. It was such a fun time. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I don't think we've ever done it. I mean, in all the times that we've been to Disney, that was, I think, our first time truly doing a monorail Mm -hmm. bar hop. You know, we've been to the bar separately, but never on a bar crawl. So it was fun. Never all in a row in a very short period of time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but we we didn't rush here, though. We did. We did. We did enjoy ourselves. We took a full night. We'll talk everything about our experience on the monorail bar hop together, and we'll also talk about what is the monorail bar hop because that's a great question. So the monorail bar crawl is essentially a bar crawl where you hop on and off the monorail at the three monorail resorts. So we're talking Contemporary, Polynesian, and Grand Flow. And you can go in, actually all the resorts have multiple lounges and bars that you can enjoy. So essentially the monorail is your DD. Yes. You're hopping around. Yes. And you're having a good time. And also I would say those three resorts have some of the best bars and lounges on property too. They are the creme de la creme. They are the best in my opinion. There's Absolutely. a few there's a few at other places, but these are consistently really good bars that you're going to find really good drinks. Absolutely. And you know, it's sometimes, you know, we're, we're not staying there <laughs> all the time <laughs> as much as we would want to stay there all the time because all three resorts are wonderful. But like you just get a taste for that, like awesome Magic Kingdom bougie resort. 
um, yes. sit and have a great cocktail. All good deluxe resorts, which, which speaking of not staying there, I think the most important thing is getting there. How do you, how do you start your monorail bar hop? It's, it's the first bit. Uh, so our advice for getting there and tell me if you agree is to take a bus to magic kingdom. If you're staying on Disney property, it's so easy to hop on a bus get dropped off at the Magic Kingdom and immediately just walk over and hop on the resort monorail. I mean, you can technically walk to the Contemporary, but like it's the monorail bar hop. So you probably should take the monorail. Yeah. If that's your journey and you want to get your steps in, absolutely walk. But the monorail's right there. Yeah. And when you hop on the monorail, you can really decide what your first location will be. It it can be any of them. Contemporary would be your first stop, but it can be any of them, which is the beauty of this. I mean, you can really cater it to whatever you prefer. Correct. And if you have a DD that isn't the monorail, so you have someone that doesn't want to drink, uh, parking at the TTC, the Ticket and Transportation Center, is always a good option just because it's hard to park at resorts. So unless you have a dining reservation you're like really not going to be able to park at a resort. There will be exceptions to that and you can always try, but I wouldn't count on it. So I either say take the bus to Magic Kingdom from a Disney resort or park at the TTC if you have a designated driver, to be clear. Absolutely. And they have really been cracking down at Mm -hmm. parking for the resorts on, you know, asking if you do have a reservation and actually looking at your phone to see the reservation confirmation, asking for your last name too. So it's not like we'll get into that when we talk about ours, because I we actually my dad did not drink. My dad came on our monorail bar crawl with us and he uh, we parked at the Contemporary, and I'll I'll let you, you in on how we parked there, because it definitely was not easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and then just before we get into it, uh, are there rules to the monorail bar hop? Because I feel that's a good question. And the answer. No. Yeah, it no. is a great question, and I, there are definitely no rules. You can do whatever you want, in my opinion. Exactly. You, you can do whatever you want, and I think as we get into this bar crawl more in, in depth, there might be suggestions that you might pull from it, but I mean, really, honestly, there's no rules. There are great options everywhere, so you're going to have a good time no matter what. Yes. I will say our only unofficial rule before we start is there is no pool bars because if you're getting on and off the monorail, stay within the resort. It's so much easier, and you're going to have classier drinks because the bars are amazing. All right. So we're hopping on the monorail at the Magic Kingdom, and our first stop naturally from there is going to be the Contemporary, right? So... I think the best option is to head downstairs to Steakhouse 71, which is a newly opened restaurant um, named for the year 1971, where Walt Disney World opened. Um, And walking down there, I mean, the renovation, it used to be the wave, right? So the renovation that they did was beautiful. I mean, all the old photographs of 1971 and Walt are awesome to see as you're walking down into the restaurant. Um, But a big note here is that there is a restaurant, but there's also a lounge side that you can just walk right into. There's a bar, some awesome lounge seating with some great furniture, um, couches, super comfortable. Um, so it's a great option for this bar hop. So Bethany, what is your recommendation for Steakhouse 71 on the boozy side? I'm going to say this and it sounds ridiculous, but it is the tequila sunrise for two. Or if you actually, they give you a paper menu of the drinks and on the paper menu, it says the tequila sunrise for three to four, which seems ridiculous for me because I said it is the tequila sunrise for one. So the wave was really (laughs) known for their fishbowl drinks that they had and they kept it through when they reopened Steakhouse as Steakhouse 71 and had the tequila sunrise 
which it is in a fishbowl. It is large. It is definitely made to share. Or if you have an industrial liver like myself, then it's just for you. But <laughs> it is tequila pog juice. So you can't go wrong with passion fruit, orange guava. It is the Disney drink that everybody knows. It has a rosemary simple syrup in it, which I, anytime I ordered it, I did not get high rosemary notes. And then just as made pretty in the tequila sunrise situation with some grenadine. But by far, if you want to start the tour off right, go with that drink. It is not messing around and it is huge. It is huge for sure. And keep it for yourself. Don't share it. (laughs) No, don't share. There's no need to share. You're only stopping at three locations, right? So... This is more of a, this crawls more of a sprint, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Started off right is what I'm saying. (laughs) Colin, you also have a favorite drink over at Steakhouse 71. Now I will say we're not discluding Bella from this conversation, but when we went here, you were already pregnant, so. (laughs) Correct. I don't have too much to add to this in terms of drinks, Um, but that's okay. Later on when we get to the other bars, I have plenty of drinks that I've had, Uh, some favorites at the other bars, so. So my favorite drink here is actually the bourbon cold brew, and Mm -hmm. it is strong. So if you are a bourbon fan, like myself, you are going to love it. Um, It's Joffrey's Coffrey cold brew with maple, vanilla bean cream, and Maker's Mark bourbon. It's a great drink. And, you know, if you're looking to just, like, hit that caffeine before you start on this crawl, start off right. It's a great option. And honestly, I mean, it's available for their brunch. It's available for their dinner. It's available at all times there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a great option. It's really good. I agree. I had it as well. And it is delicious. It's one of those things that if you don't want this to be a sprint and you want it to be a marathon, that's a good way to start it because you got that little kick of caffeine before you get started. So you won't fall asleep by the end of this tour. (laughs) (laughs) Because that will happen. <laughs> it will. Yes, it, it will. will. Or if you're like us and you stay out till after the monorail closes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will have to discuss the one of the downfalls of the monorail bar hop is if you stay up later than the park closes and you have to take an Uber back to your plane. <laughs> <laughs> Timing is everything. <laughs> yeah, we failed at that one. So I don't know if we're the best for advice, but you can learn from our mistakes. Exactly. That's why we do this is to make the mistakes now so you can learn. You know better Exactly. Now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one I'll just throw in that I had on the menu that was highly recommended by my server was the Citrus Grove Cocktail. And he said it was reminiscent of everything Walt. So it's obviously a note to California and all the citrus groves out there. But overall, I have to say this restaurant and the lounge, there's a lot of dedications to Walt Disney in it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You also can order food here, which I think is important, and they have a very good menu. Because if you're starting this bar crawl, you need to eat first, because otherwise you're going to be sloppy at the end, and honestly, that's unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) So my recommendation, if you're into it, is the Stack Burger. It's delicious. It's a good overall burger. I know usually you would like finish your tour with something greasy, but it's a good way to start it. Get a little substance in there. It's laying a base, you know? Exactly. (laughs) And a delicious base. Exactly. But overall, I think that would be our number one place to stop right now just because of how everything is at California Grill. Otherwise, that's a great option. But Steakhouse 71, you can easily just walk on into and grab yourself a drink. You even can grab a to-go cocktail if there is no seating there. That's, That's an tip. amazing point. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing point because, I mean, the lobby itself, the renovation is beautiful too. So even if you can grab like a nice little seat out there, 
Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful to sit in there. But what do they put if you order those tequila sunrise for two? What do they put it in when you leave? <laughs> <laughs> in in four different cups, Bethany, because it's for four people. <laughs> that is beyond double fisting at that point. I don't even know what that counts as. They're pro- they probably don't make it to go, but... <laughs> Maybe they just put it in like a Tupperware or something, put a straw on it, <laughs> call it a day. But here's what I'm saying. There's only one way to find out. I know. I think we have to go do it. <laughs> if anybody's done it, let us know, please. Let us know, but if not, we will keep you posted for sure. Correct. Correct. But we do love Steakhouse 71, but our place that we actually stopped at when we did our monorail bar hop back, it was right before the 50th uh, anniversary, we went up to California Grill which is obviously the top floor of the contemporary. However, it's a little different right now. When we went, you could get a reservation, which we actually got a last minute reservation. I mean, I was pulling in to the contemporary, waiting at the gate when I got the dining reservation. So he pulled up a paper sheet and he was like, I don't see your name here. And I'm like, it's it's not there because I made it 20 (laughs) seconds ago. Uh, so back in the day, it was nice to go to California Grill. You could sit down, have a table, grab some appetizers and your cocktail. But now even the lounge is prefixed. So the only seating is the bar seating, which is probably like 10 to 15 stools. So if you can go there and there is room, we recommend it. Talk about great cocktails and a great atmosphere, right? With those incredible views of Magic Kingdom and the observation decks on both sides. I mean, the drinks are wonderful, but... The atmosphere totally makes it. I agree. I think it's one of the prettiest um, views on the whole entire monorail bar hop. I mean, hands down. Um, The ambiance is nice as well. Um, It's not my favorite of the lounges um, on the the monorail bar hop, but it is definitely my best, my favorite view. Yeah. We had a really good uh, view of Magic Kingdom when we were sitting there. We were right against the window, and it was just the most magical way to start it off. But right now, it is only bar seating, so I suggest going when they first open and crossing your fingers that there is seating at the bar and you don't have to order the prefix menu. Because it's like $80 for the prefix menu. Not the way to start the monorail bar hop at all. No, that's a really big commitment. And, I mean, if you're anything like us, we have rope drop. People rope drop rides and parks. We will rope drop California Grill. (laughs) And we have done it many times. But now it's just different. And the drinks are amazing. That can't be understated. But right now, Steakhouse 71 for Contemporary for this monorail bar hop is a clear winner. But you are drinking a cocktail right now that is from California Grill. I am, and it's my favorite one. It's my favorite cocktail. Um, It's the Sonoma Maple Bourbon Old Fashioned. Um, It's made with vanilla-infused maple syrup, bitters, twist of orange. It is fantastic. And, you, I mean, the the thing I love about and I love an Old Fashioned too, but the addition of the maple and the vanilla... It's not super sweet, which I love, but if you hold up the glass in the beautiful reflection of those big floor-to-ceiling <laughs> windows, you can see the specks of vanilla bean floating in the bottom of the glass, and it's just like chef's kiss perfection. That's so if you're, an old, if you're an old-fashioned fan, I would actually say that it's my top old-fashioned in all of Disney World. That's a big, that's a big statement right there. I said what I said, and I I stand by it. You know, I believe you because you do always talk about it. (laughs) I will say, I've had it as well. I think it is absolutely delicious. It's it's perfect. It's 
It's perfect. And as far as like the price point of old fashions go in Disney World, it's a good price point. It's 18 bucks. That's not bad. That is not bad, especially especially I'm not trying to get ahead of ourselves, but like one of the other old fashions that's featured on this tour is much more expensive. Um, and it is also delicious. But this one with the combination of the price point, the atmosphere, the view, the specks of vanilla bean floating in the glass, it is amazing. Yes. Speaking of me saying that's not bad, I will mention also the blackberry sour because my mother loved it. It got like a better than that's not bad. We went there for dinner and she, I think she liked it better than the moonshine sour that's in the American Adventure. I think she liked it better. She thought it was so good. And it is. It's vodka with lemonade and blackberries. It's a good, a good combination. So if you're not into bourbon... That's a good option. Yeah, that one was my favorite. That's the one that I got when we did our uh, Monorail Bar Hop. And, I mean, it's pretty inexpensive. It's only 16 bucks, which, I mean, you know, not Disney terrible. Terms. Yeah, in Disney yeah. terms, not terrible. Um, and that's actually a drink I could definitely get time and time again. And I could have a few of those drinks. You know, it wasn't like a one-and-done type of thing. I think I-, I liked it so much that I could have – I could sit there and have a few. <laughs> and I will say that we went there for dinner recently – and they did make you a great non-alcoholic version. They of that did. Drink. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's they did. awesome. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was. It was very good. It, it wasn't obviously as good, but it was definitely. <laughs> it was good. I I very much enjoyed it. It was, it was like a, a muddled blackberry lemonade. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, essentially it was good. that is what it is, and then you just throw in some vodka. Um, but I liked it, and it was really nice of them to be able to create that. It wasn't on. It wasn't listed on the menu as a mocktail. And I just, you know, asked them if they could make any of their cocktails into a mocktail. And that was the one they suggested. So I went with it. And I was happy I did. It was very good. It's like they knew you, though, suggesting that one. That's a good suggestion. I know. That's literally every time I've been to California Grill, I've either gotten wine or their blackberry sour. So it's like they knew, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely a good place. Limited right now during the 50th to try and get a bar top seat there to actually drink. So if you can... Do it, though. It's worth it. You always can walk up to the host stand that's on where the California Grill is and ask them if they have any seating. And if they do, they'll take you up there. Absolutely. And like we said, we ro- we have rope dropped it before. And if this monorail bar hop is your journey and you're looking to get to California Grill and you don't want to make a reservation for the prefix menu right now, get there early, walk right up to that host stand and just say, I'm interested in sitting at your bar and they will take care of you. It's a lot better than the next option I'm about to mention, which is <laughs> like... The bottom of the barrel, I would not suggest this to anyone unless you're trying to watch a sporting event, then sure. If you're trying to yes. monorail, do your monorail bar crawl and watch a sporting event, event, fine. But it is the outer rim, which is essentially right next to Chef Mickey's. It's kind of tucked away in that back corner. Uh, like I said, they have TVs, so if you want to watch sports, it's a great thing to do. But besides that... You're getting the basic Disney bar menu. There is nothing special about the Outer Rim. No. And we went there one time and it was during the lobby renovation when nothing was open and we were waiting for our California Grill reservation. So now that Steakhouse 71 is your option, 
go there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just go right down the escalator into the lobby and into Steakhouse 71. Do not stop. <laughs> I laughed when I went to the outer room the one time because I felt like the vibe was dads on vacation that wanted to go get a drink. That is the vibe of the outer room. They've left their families behind in the hotel and they're going to order a beer at the outer room. That is the entire vibe of the place to me. I can totally see that. Totally. And if that's your journey, that's fine. But I'm going to exactly. speak. I'm going to speak as a soon to be dad. Let's let's just step up the cocktail game. Even even let's just step up the atmosphere. You can get a great beer at Steakhouse 71 in a mm-hmm. wonderful atmosphere. I mean, you're on vacation. Treat yourself. <laughs> exactly. Don't go to the outer room. <laughs> that's our advice. <laughs> <laughs> stamp of disapproval (laughs) exactly there's just better options that's the thing if that was all that was open sure but there's better options definitely so we made it through the contemporary we're hopping back on the monorail going through security check again as you have to uh and hopping off at the poly which probably is one of my favorite stops it's probably my favorite stop on this i don't know why i said probably because it definitely is wow it's a bold statement it is a bold statement I mean, Trader Sam's, can we just, that is one of the best bars in Disney. It is. I do agree. It is. And it's so obvious that it's the best because it's probably, actually not even probably, it's definitely the hardest one to get into. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend, I mean, for Trader Sam's, I believe it opens at three or four. Mm -hmm. Get there when it opens to put your name in. It's going to be an hour and a half to two hour wait. Without yeah. a question. <laughs> um, so definitely get there early and try to get your name in because you will get in at some point. Yeah. Time will tell. <laughs> exactly. It is a little hidden gem if you've never been. It's hidden in the back of the poly. You have to find this random door that says Trader Sam's. There's no big real signs for it. There's there's no windows. So you're essentially in, I guess it, it's called a grotto. So that makes logical sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Disney making sense. Exactly. But you open a random door and you're just in this enchanted tiki bar that is phenomenal. And wait times are utterly ridiculous at certain points. Yes. And the other thing I'll say about it is that it is communal seating. Mm-hmm. So you're not guaranteed when when you get that text to say that you're ready to enter Trader Sam's. That doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to sit Correct. We learned that the hard way. We did. We we just, the four of us curled up in the corner of the bar um, <laughs> and hoped for a bar seat to open, but it is communal. So you, you'll find yourself sitting with, if you're, if you're say a party of two, you're probably going to end up sitting at a table of four or more mm-hmm. with people that you don't know. And we've done that. We have done that. I many did that times. too last time I was there. Yep. And it, it can be a wonderful experience just getting to, you know, meet people and talk to people because clearly they're all there for the same reason that you are. Um, to enjoy a good cocktail and a cool atmosphere. So it it can be really cool, but it definitely doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to have this wonderful solo table to yourself. I know. I feel like when we walked up, they were like, all right, sounds great. Uh, It's open seating, so just head on in. And I was like, we waited two hours for this table, and it's just open seating, but... I understand it. They know people are getting up, so they kind of just shuffle you in right before they get up to keep the bar flowing a little bit better. But it's obviously less than ideal, but at the same time, it's totally worth it for the experience of Trader Sam's. Absolutely. And I think one of the coolest things and one of the most desirable things about this bar is that it's interactive, right? Which makes it so cool. So there are certain drinks on the menu Mm -hmm. that actually make the bar come alive. What would be your favorite drinks that do 
that have some type of interactive feature. Because we'll go over all of them. We'll probably post it on our Instagram of the the drinks you can order that are interactive. Because I feel like I tried to, like, search it today, and it was such an impossible thing to find. So there's definitely a lot that are interactive that make your entire experience at Trader Sam's completely different. I know mine. You know well, yours. I have two. Mm-hmm. I okay. really like the... Um, Mosquito Mojito? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it's not super, super interactive. I mean, there's a little bit to it, which is which is nice. I mean, they still, um, you know, put on a show. <laughs> but it's not quite the show for um, some of the other drinks. And then the other one that I really like is the Nautilus. I had that one with, um, I was there with my sister and my friend, Emily. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's it just a very cool experience. I mean, it. it it's an amazing drink. One, it's it's pretty big. It's shareable, which is awesome. Um, and <laughs> or not shareable. Bethany. Yeah, yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's definitely something I think that you should experience at least once. Yeah. The Nautilus comes in a pretty cool, like it's not quite a tiki mug. No. I mean, essentially, it's it's a Nautilus. It is the yeah. Nautilus that yeah, it comes exactly. in. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Yeah, it's it's like a boat. <laughs> It's a good one. It's huge. And you can pay extra to take that said Nautilus home, too. It's That's one of the things that I do like about Trader Sam's. If you're a souvenir person and you're into those that type of thing, it's a that's a good place to go because you will get a souvenir glass if you want to pay for it. If you have enough room in your carry-on luggage. <laughs> that's true. That's also true. <laughs> Bethany, what's your favorite? I feel like we all know what my favorite is. I know what your favorite is. It's the Ooa. Um, (laughs) One, I like it because they light it on fire. So how can you not love a drink that they light on fire and then you're given cinnamon and cinnamon and fire react to each other. So you just feel like you're conjuring something and it's a good time. Again, it's another drink on this list that's made for multiple people that I uh, will drink by myself. (laughs) So this is probably... One of my favorite Disney stories ever, ever. And I mean, we've been to Disney a lot. But this is like my favorite. So we're sitting at the bar. We finally get seats at the bar and the bartender comes up and Bethany orders her. Uh-oh. And he says, you know, you know, this is a drink for a few people and for two people at least. And she's like, oh, I'm drinking for two. <laughs> <laughs> without breaking, like without even a break of character at all. She's like, no, I'm drinking for two. And he looked so concerned. <laughs> Look on his face. Was so concerned, but I remembered it. It like just like stuck out to me, and it was so hilarious. So then, when we found out that Bella was pregnant, mm-hmm. my first text to Bethany was, "So remember that time at Trader Sam's you said you were drinking for two? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's gonna be me, <laughs> Disney from now on." <laughs> I was like, I was like, does this mean what I think it means? I think it does. But like, I was drinking for two just as myself. But <laughs> it I was mean, a, it, it was a great moment. It was. It, a great was. Moment. it was, and I love that it. It is a drink that should be shared. It's definitely not made for one. But, you know, if if you want to. That one's fun, though, because not only do you get to... They light it on fire, and you get to throw cinnamon at it. The whole bar chants when you do. It's like the the chanting of the name of uh, Oa, and everyone gets into it. They do, And I will say that generally, when you go to Trader Sam's, and if it's your first time, you'll probably feel a little bit, like, shell-shocked yeah. for, like... You'll feel left out, too, because you'll have no idea what's happening. No, but generally, everyone around you does. Mm -hmm. So my favorite 
is actually, I mean, it, it's like Bella. It's not super interactive, but my favorite drink there is the Dark and Tropical Stormy. Mm-hmm. And I just find it hilarious because they make a great Dark and Stormy, but then they take your umbrella that they put in the drink and they just tear it to shreds like it's been through this tropical storm and they throw it in your drink and shove it out. And like, here you go. I, th- I, I think it's hilarious. I love it. I'll get it every time. I feel like the bartenders have a lot of fun there. They have a lot of like freedom to just have fun with guests and you can't not enjoy that. It's not stuffy in there. It's a good time. It is a good time. Which is why it definitely tops our list for the stops you should make when you're on the monorail bar crawl. Absolutely. And the number one thing to remember about this place is that it's hard to get into, right? Mm -hmm. So like Bella said, get your name in, plan ahead here because it is worth it when you plan ahead to have the experience of ordering a drink that makes the whole bar. interact with you it's really really cool but it is worth the work to get in there yeah and what's nice too is the contemporary and the grand flow um, are walking distance from one another so you can put your name in at um trader sam's and then you can walk over to the grand flow get a drink over there get your text walk back Mm -hmm. um so it's really convenient or obviously you can take the monorail um you know, to any of the resorts on the monorail mm-hmm. bar hop and pretty much still make it back in time, <laughs> depending on how long the wait is. Um, so I definitely recommend getting your name in early. Yeah, you got to put your name in and then you got to go get a drink somewhere because there's no other options to that. Otherwise, you're going to wait two hours just sitting there, like twiddling your thumbs, wondering what to do. Yes, but I will say that Polynesian does have great other options too. They do. Even if the wait for Trader Sam's is impossible. It's not that you're not going to have a good time at Polly because there are two other amazing options. Even if you can't get into Trader Sam's, you can still essentially go to Trader Sam's because there is an outdoor lounge, essentially, called Tiki Terrace that serves everything that Trader Sam's serves. You're just outside instead of being in the Tiki room, essentially. Correct. And while the outside terrace doesn't come alive, right, you still get to enjoy some really awesome drinks and, I mean, you're overlooking the Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, you sometimes might even be able to watch fireworks depending yeah, on fireworks the time. Yeah, fireworks or even the water pageant depending on the time that you're out there. They even have someone who plays the ukulele outside and it just makes for an awesome atmosphere. So the last time we were at Tiki Terrace, um, I had gotten a few mocktails actually. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And unfortunately, they were not the best. <laughs> I don't even, can't even tell you which ones they were. I, they had a list. They I would say four or five mocktails on there. And the two that I got were um, just very, very sweet. They even had a holiday mocktail, though. It was like a specialty drink, too, that you had, right? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. I forgot about that. And that was not good, unfortunately. (laughs) I will say the one issue I had for ordering a mocktail there is it ruins the experience. It comes in one of those, like, Disney Coca-Cola glasses. It's just like (laughs) you're pegging. That experience definitely lacks when you're sitting out in the outdoor lounge area. It lacks. It's not the same. No, it is definitely not. And when you're getting a tiki cocktail, right, especially the cocktails they have there, everything's, you know, different blends of fruit juices and syrups, and it is all super sweet. Mm -hmm. And it has no semblance of the cocktail that it actually is when you add, you know, that dark rum or anything like that. So I I agree. It's really hard to find a good mocktail there. (laughs) Yeah, but that's okay. You know, I, I went on a mocktail journey to a few of these lounges, and that was just not my favorite place. Um, Definitely having it in a paper cup didn't help. (laughs) (laughs) It ruins the whole experience at that point. It does. 
It does. And it also said Disneyland, too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like, we were just confused we? to where we were at that point. Right. I will say Tiki Terrace is a good option if you don't want to wait for Trader Sam's. Like, if you're not willing to wait those said two hours, then just stop at Tiki Terrace. It's a good, it's a good option. It's a great option. And also, the other equally as good option, I feel like, is Tampa If not Lounge. better. If not better. Uh, I think it is better. Yeah. We, we'll stand by that. We said what we said. <laughs> First off, the reason I feel like this adds to my list is I know we're talking drinks, but you can get Ohana's bread pudding at uh, Tambu Lounge after 5 p.m. And I know you guys have not been to Ohana, which you're missing out on absolutely nothing except the bread pudding. The bread pudding there is like perfection. So if you want to grab a cocktail, but you also want to grab a little something to eat, I highly recommend stopping up there. It's on the, the like the second floor where you get off the monorail. It's just directly across when you when you get off the monorail. Yeah, and what's nice too is they do have a, um, some nice area uh, outside, right outside of the lounge of seating. So if the lounge is packed, which it can be, um, they do have some extra seating outside a little bit, which is nice. Which is where we actually enjoyed our uh, our drinks yes. when we were there. We had lapu lapus, which. If you know anything about the poly, I feel like that is the quintessential poly-looking drink. It comes in a full pineapple. I mean, I guess it's yours to keep if you really want to keep it. (laughs) It's in a full pineapple. It is not in a glass. It is in a pineapple. And for being in a full pineapple, 18 bucks isn't that bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. I mean, you're getting a pretty decent-sized drink. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's. I, I loved it. It's delicious. It has dark rum and tropical fruit juices. Um, you really can't go wrong. No, and it's one of those drinks that as you drink it, you're like, this is what vacation is, yes. <laughs> right? It gives you all the tropical feels. Absolutely. I will say, I heard a rumor, I don't know if this is true, because I've never tried to do it, that they will give you a discounted refill if you do a second Lapu Lapu. I heard that last time, and I had already left. I was at Ohana. Somebody had messaged me that, and I was like, why didn't I know that? I would have tried. That sounds genius. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Exactly. You know? I'll reuse that pineapple as many times as if I need if I get a discounted drink. I want to say they said it was like 13 or 14 bucks, so it saves you, you know, a f- couple of dollars. Definitely worth it. You're just adding to the list of, of things, things that we, we need, need to, to investigate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if we don't, we'll just get Chrissy on top of it over at Touring Plans. We're going to be like, Chrissy, you need to do a little detective work for us. We have some homework for you. Okay. Sure. <laughs> You're going to have to go and have multiple Lapu-Lapus at Tambu Lounge, and you're going to have to report back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's a really good option if you're grabbing a cocktail. I will say it definitely gets loud up there because it is in the middle of the lobby, essentially. Um, but they have good drinks, and they do have a lot of good food items as well. Last time I was there, I ate the wings and the ribs, and they were both delicious. So if you need to refuel at this point because you don't want to get sloppy... It's a good time to do it. We're not here for a sloppy time. We're here for a bougie time. Exactly. A bougie good time. Yeah. We're, we're in deluxe resorts. We can't be sloppy. We have to be bougie. <laughs> so after the poly, we head over to the Grand Flow, which is one, my favorite resort on the monorail hop, I think. Hands down. Yes. Um, and then also we're going to Enchanted Rose, which is my favorite lounge on the monorail bar hop. So really, this is where I could spend all night. Uh, if I really tried. <laughs> this is a big win for Bella here. Yeah. It is. It is. It's all things Belle. So I feel it just, it fits you perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. Enchanted Rose, if you don't know, is a semi-recent um, lounge. You know, it's it's newer. Yes. Um, the lounge is 
loosely themed off of uh, Beauty and the Beast, mostly live action Beauty and the Beast, yeah. which I love. Um, the the tones, the colors are beautiful. They're very subtle. They're not super in your face. Um, there are, you know, roses kind of scattered throughout on the furniture, on some of the decor. They also have um, uh, uh, Mrs. Potts and Cogsworth from the live action, which is pretty cool. Um, they're obviously hey, not the I, actual. Why have I never seen them? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're yeah, on. Yeah, they're in the bookshelves. Excuse me, no one pointed room. that out to me at any to- point that I went? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh remember was... in that room that we were sitting in when we were drinking? Yeah, they were right there. Yeah, yeah. they were, they were <laughs> right, right directly there. in front of us. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Enchanted Rose for me is is my favorite lounge, uh, mainly for the aesthetic and also obviously the drinks. Um, it is made up of a, it has a, the main lounge and then there is like a kind of an offshoot um, that is connected and it has a patio, an outside patio. Yes. And then there's also another room that's not connected directly to the bar, but you can also get service. Uh, you can have your drink in there. Uh, that is where Cogsworth and Mrs. Potts are. Just so you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can get service at any part of the bar, even if you're in the room that's not directly connected to the uh, lounge. Um, but it's one of my favorite places to go. I would agree. I think it's gorgeous. It's one of the prettiest places. And I have to say, because I know you guys are a fan too, the chandelier that's over top of the bar is supposed to be reflective of Belle's dress. But it is yes. also the same chandelier that is at Topolino's. Topolino's. Yeah. Love. Yes, it is beautiful too. It's I mean, it's, it the whole thing is is subtle too, and Correct. even even the coasters that they give you mm-hmm. are like a stained glass rose. Yes, no, they're, they're just the attention to detail there is is wonderful, and the drinks are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I have never had a bad drink there. Same. Now I will say this is the most expensive lounge on our monorail bar hop. Uh, you're not going to probably get a drink under. I don't even know, 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be the most expensive lounge at Disney. It is definitely the bougie place to go. Yes, but I will say that for most cases here, for most cases, not all, but most cases you are getting what you pay for. I agree. I even love that outdoor area. And if you go and it's open and even if it's cold outside, they have nice heaters out there. I just remember like cuddling up and drinking my cocktail one time. And I was like, this, this is paradise right here. This is the, the most magical place on earth. It is. And they also have some pretty good food. We've gotten food a few times. Yeah. And um, I think we've tried a few different things, and they've always been Great. really good. Yeah, good small um, bites. So if you wanted to get a little bit of a bite to eat, uh, that's also a great place to get you know a few appetizers with your drinks. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, Colin, on the count of three, our favorite drink. Ready? One, two, three. Seasonal, Seasonal old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Any Correct season, all season, all the seasonal old fashions, every single season. Fantastic. Yes. I knew we'd have the same answer for that one because I have to say, I feel like I drink a lot of whiskey when I go <laughs> go to Enchanted Rose, which I'm not normally the heaviest whiskey drinker, but I feel like they just do it so well there. They do. And they're my two favorite drinks there are whiskey drinks. And I'll get them every time. I mean, the seasonal old-fashioned. So when we went, Bethany, we had the blackberry raspberry seasonal mm-hmm. old-fashioned. And it's always the the Jane 10-year bourbon whiskey that's included. But it's the house-made simple syrups that change. And so this was a blackberry raspberry simple syrup. It was fantastic. Yeah. And then when I went in winter, it was a cranberry brown sugar syrup with a sprig of rosemary. Chef's kiss. Incredible. 
It is $25. <laughs> I'm going to repeat <laughs> it that. It is a lot. It is $25, but I will happily spend that $25 for that seasonal old-fashioned every time. They have me. I, I, they got me in their pocket. They can take my money. I genuinely think that you and I ordered $100 worth of old-fashioned Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. That's the thing when you get, you're on the monorail bar crawl. At one point, you just stop caring. You're like, it's fine. Well, it's fine. I won't regret this tomorrow. No. But you don't because the drink is so good. But they have a lot of other great drinks that aren't whiskey-based. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not a whiskey drinker, as mm-hmm. you probably could tell at this point of the podcast, because I haven't chimed in on any of the old fashions. <laughs> um, and I, I, you know, I'll, I'll taste a few, but it's just not my thing. Um I have gotten the Amour, which is amazing, the Lavender Fog, which I was hesitant to get last time, but man, it was was good. I think that was the highlight of the bar hop for me. Um, I've had it too. It's delicious. Oh, it's so good. And it has cream in it, which I'm not a big alcohol and cream gal, (laughs) but it has dry gin, um, creme de violet, English breakfast tea, vanilla, and cream. And it Mm -hmm. is phenomenal. It'll make you feel very fancy. Like, it tastes fancy. It tastes like you're on high noon tea, but it's alcoholic, and you can't complain about that. (laughs) But also booze. Yes. It is is wonderful. And it's got this, I mean, it's got this nice kind of, like, with the addition of the cream, it's got this nice, like, foam top. Mm -hmm. And it is delicious. It is fantastic. And it is one of the most unique drinks, I think, in Disney. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I agree. And it's $18, which, again, a little bit, you know, on the pricey side. But to be honest, I do think that most of these drinks, you know, like you said, Colin, are worth it. I think that they are are expertly crafted. And they the attention to detail in the glassware, in how it's presented, I mean, you're paying for a very bougie drink with quality alcohol. I fully agree with that. For me, definitely worth it. I mean, it's definitely you know, a spot to, I think, not miss, even if you just go for one drink. And that's what I was going to add to. I mean, this is not the place where you're going to sit all day and drink all day. Like this is, this is not the outer rim people. This is not, <laughs> this is not it. but this is the place definitely to come for at least one drink. I will say we're talking about how drinks are worth the price there, which I fully agree. However, there are a few that at this point, if you went before the closures for COVID, were vastly different. They were differently presented to you than they are now. Yes. yes. And I will say that is the biggest bummer because the price hasn't changed. So back in the day, they brought out your little cocktail cart and made this. You had a presentation in front of you for a cocktail. Yes, there were, I think, four or five drinks that they would, you know, options that they would make in front of you. And I believe the Amour was one of them. It was. I think it was too. Mm-hmm. I believe I had it prior it to the last was. time we were there. And it's a very cool experience. I do wish they can bring that back or they, they bring that back at some point soon um, because it was definitely a unique experience that they don't do elsewhere on property. Mm-hmm. I also have had mocktails here. Which yes. But like not just a straight up mocktail like you had at California Grill that was just essentially a lemonade. Like you had a mocktail mocktail. Correct. It was um, the Garden Spritzer, which has Seedlip Garden 108 Herbal Distilled Non-Alcoholic Spirit. Which is something brand new that, I mean, I don't know how new. It's pretty new. It's not um, something I actually see pop up on Instagram ads all the time. Um, but it added this, like, gin quality to the cocktail or mocktail, uh, which I loved. 
I thought it, it, it elevated it to a point where it tasted like a cocktail. And that's what's been missing from most of my mocktails that I've had um, in Disney, especially on this monorail bar hop. At this point, this was the best mocktail I've had because it tasted like a cocktail. Right. You had juice everywhere else. And this Correct. one was like a straight up mocktail. Exactly. Exactly. They did a great job with it. I, I would get it again. Even if I wasn't, if even if I was drinking, I would get it again. That's huge. It is huge. I agree. I was like, next time she's like, could you just put regular gin in that though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no need for the non-alcoholic version, but no. I want that, but with actual booze. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It definitely blew um, the uh, uh, poly ones out of the water. <laughs> Not even <Yeah>. a question. <laughs> And it was beautifully presented. Yeah, everything there comes out with the best presentation. All right, heading right across from Enchanted Rose is the Citricos Lounge, which is essentially when you walk right into Citricos, there's a bar and lounge area where you can go and grab cocktails without a reservation. Obviously, Citricos is really well known for their dinner. It's themed all things Mary Poppins. Now it is gorgeous in there. Gorgeous. But the menu itself is pretty good. And the cocktails, in my opinion, are also outstanding. I feel like the Grand Flow can't do anything wrong, if we're being honest. No, they really can't. And again, we talked about Enchanted Rose, how it's just like subtly beating the beast. And this is, again, the same deal. It's subtly Mary Poppins. It does not hit you in the face with... You know, Jolly Holiday with Mary here, it is super subtle and it is beautiful. The gem tones, it's it's gorgeous in there. There's little notes to everything. As you like look into things that are around the restaurant, you realize how like themed Mary Poppins it is without being themed Mary Poppins. Absolutely. And I mean, the whole restaurant is lined with those floor to ceiling windows and mm-hmm. the light comes in and it's bright and it's beautiful. And it's, I mean, it's a great place to grab a drink. If you can't get into Enchanted Rose, which I think I would put ahead of Citricos Lounge for sure. I would but too. if Enchanted Rose is packed, head over to Citricos Lounge because you're going to get a great drink and a beautiful atmosphere as well. Correct. I will say I have had a few things off the menu. Uh, my personal favorite over there being the cucumber vodka martini, which is essentially vodka, orange, elderflower and fresh cucumber and it's just so refreshing that if you're like kind of drank a lot of heavy things on this tour it's a good way to end the night absolutely something light and i think again it's in character of the restaurant right and of the lounge Mm -hmm. light beautiful flavors Mm -hmm. i will say if you're not drinking and i know you guys haven't tried this yet but this was my mom's absolute favorite like mocktail was the purple penguin and it's pineapple peach lemon lavender and grenadine Topped with a house-made seltzer, which I don't really know what that entails because what does house-made seltzer mean? (laughs) Isn't seltzer just essentially carbonated water? But sure, we'll go with it. (laughs) Um, But it comes out in a little penguin, which you don't get to keep, but the presentation itself is just absolutely adorable. Another amazing nod to Mary Poppins, though, right? Yes, without a doubt. And you can order it on Amazon because we were like, that's so cute. And our server's like, you can order it on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Order it. I love it. The more you know. Exactly. But it's a great it's a great option if you can't get into Enchanted Rose or if you just don't feel like spending $25 on a cocktail. Because it is definitely a little bit cheaper than stopping at Enchanted Rose. But again, Enchanted Rose is so worth it. Aside, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Agreed. Aside from the table side drinks that are missing, that yes. is my that is my one flaw there. Mm-hmm. And that is I it. would agree. Otherwise, Enchanted Rose is essentially perfect. 
Sorry. Sorry, Citricose. You are not practically perfect in every single way. It is definitely <laughs> Enchanted Rose. <laughs> Unless we're talking about the food. Yes. Not it. <laughs> hey, if you want to finish it with dinner, that's a great option is to go to Citricose. If you want to finish your bar. Option. Your bar crawl. Amazing I would not option. say no to that. Mm-hmm. No. But but we've we've hit all, all of our places. That's it. That's it. That's it. But such a great bar hop because I feel like the other bar hops that you can do in Disney can be so immense and there's so many options. But this mm-hmm. is, I mean, there's three resorts. <laughs> you can really taper it down to having a great time. Yeah, and you yes. have some options, which is nice. I think the the tip is to really look at the lounge hours and to make sure you kind mm-hmm. of plan your bar hop around those hours. Like we said, um, you definitely need to get your name into Trader Sam's right away, in our opinion. Other than that, you can pretty much, oh, and California Grill, of course, if you want to try that. Um, mm-hmm. But you really want to make sure you keep an eye on those lounge hours because they are usually open in the evening hours and they don't open very early. Um, and if you're going to be on the monorail, the monorail will also shut down at a point. <laughs> <laughs> Which yes, we, we learned. definitely learned that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would agree. Always check lounge hours. Um, Like, because, for example, Steakhouse 71 Lounge is open all day. It's, like, the entire time. But everything else that we've essentially talked about, not open that way. So do your research before you go. And they change all the time because it's Disney. (laughs) Uh, But I would agree with the monorail. The monorail stops one hour after Magic Kingdom closes. So that is good to note if you are going on this. See what time Magic Kingdom closes before you decide to call it a night. Otherwise, you'll be taking, what, like a $12 Uber from, we ended at the Poly, but from the Poly to the Contemporary. Yep. That's an expensive Uber for that short of a distance. It's not it a, is. like, direct route to both of them, I guess. Though now that that Grand Floridian walkway is open, I guess we could have taken a really long walk. <laughs> <laughs> we would not have taken a really long walk if we we're would, being honest. <laughs> we would have taken a short stumble if we're being completely honest. <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely look up the hours. Don't be like us because we looked over and we are like, I don't think the monorail's running anymore. And it was most certainly not. Nope. We just missed it, too. Like, barely missed it. Barely. But, again, Magic Kingdom closes at weird hours sometimes. I know, like, it has a few days in the next few months where it closes super early. So keep an eye on that. Pro tips. Yes. And I will say, I feel like we can't conclude this episode of things without talking about, like, proper monorail bar crawl etiquette. Um, One, don't drink on the monorail. I feel like that. Don't, Don't be rude to cast members. They're there to help you. Don't try to drink on the monorail. Don't be that person. We will publicly shame you on the internet. And by we, I mean me. (laughs) If you tag me in anything where you are publicly drinking on the monorail, I will come for your neck. I'm just saying. And with our 2,000 followers, we're going to come for you too. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. (laughs) My other tip is, and it's not even tip, it's a necessity, is to make sure you have a designated driver if everyone is drinking. Do not be that person. No. Absolutely not. And I mean, also Uber and Lyft is an option as well. Mm-hmm. If everyone's drinking, don't drive there. Mm-hmm. And let the monorail be your DD for the night. Absolutely. And then take a Disney bus home because buses run an hour after. So if you're staying at another resort before that hour, just simply go back to Magic Kingdom and hop on your resort bus. And the resort bus will be your DD. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's always someone that's there for you. Absolutely. But... 
One of the, if I feel like this is the top tier bar crawl in Disney. There is no topping the monorail bar crawl. It is the classic. I agree. Completely agree with you. And I feel like the reason that it is so good is because the quality is so good at every mm-hmm. stop. And not only is the quality good, the quality is good for even your second option or even your third option. You are going to have a great time with a great drink. Except at the Contemporary, by the (laughs) way. Except Outer Rim. So sorry, second time? (laughs) Sorry, Outer Rim. (laughs) Publicly shame the Outer Rim again. That's fine. (laughs) We'll add that to the list of our slander. slander (laughs) Tony's Town Square and the Outer Rim. Outer Rim is solidified at the spot on our slander list for sure. Yes. Yeah. But even still, great options yeah. no matter what. Yeah. It's just a lot classier than everyone because, I mean, if you even look at the Skyliner, you're stopping at pool bars and it's not the same vibes or atmosphere that you get when you're on the monorail bar hop. Absolutely. With the exception of Bar Riva, but we'll get there. But yeah. it is not. It is absolutely not. Yeah. But this is your time to grab your friends and go do the monorail bar crawl. You can't beat it. And make amazing memories like we did. Exactly. Make friends on the internet that seem trustable and then (laughs) (laughs) go get drunk with them. That's what you should do. And you might start a podcast. Exactly. Who's to say? You never know. You You never know where it will lead. You never know. (laughs) But I do have to say another amazing thing about the monorail bar hop. I mean, aside from the fact that it was our first thing that we ever did together, the first time we met in person. We were like, yeah, let's drink. It'll be fun. <laughs> and that's what you know. But I will point out that Trader Sam's Tiki Terrace is where this podcast it happened. Is. It's where it, it happened, is. which makes it another awesome thing for us. Yes. That was where we had came up with our name and everything. It is the creation of, of the podcast. So what I'm saying is Trader Sam's Tiki Terrace should have a table for us. At all times. Yeah. <laughs> can we get a plaque on it too? Because we absolutely, I'll, I can tell you the table. I could probably tell you the table uh-huh. if we went back for sure. You know what? Totally worth it. And it's just like full circle of things because that was the first thing we did together and where we formed this. So I love it. You can't go wrong. Grab your friends and go on a monorail bar crawl. Period. Simple as that. Period. So that's it for this week's episode of The Main Street Dish. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Main Street Dish Podcast and on TikTok at The Main Street Dish. For Bella and Bethany, this is Colin, and we'll see you next time. We did it! We did it! We have a podcast!